Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank y'all for all the beautiful songs and and uh, man, that was that was really good. All of it was good. And I was thinking what them children were saying. You know, the Bible says that they have angels that watch after them. And I'm glad that they do. It don't stop there. The Bible says those angels not only watch over them, they report back to God what they see. I was thinking about those two little ones up there singing and, and the little ones that had sung before. Those angels go back and say, Father, listen to this. They're praising your name. It's what it's about. It's what it's all about. Praising Him. I want to ask you a question before we get in our message this morning. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to John chapter 16. St. John chapter 16. I know I'm about to wear John down on Wednesday night. I know that, but man, it's so good. I want to ask you a question. And don't raise your hand. Don't nod yes or no. Just think to yourself. When you got up this morning, did you anticipate and realize this is God's day? When you got dressed this morning, getting ready for church. How many of you thought about why you're going and why you're able to go? As you prepared to leave and come, did you pray? Did you ask the Lord to show you Himself today? Did you ask Him a question seeking answers? Did you say, Lord, would you please tell me this today? Did you come in, in anticipation of Him being here? Did you come to worship Him? <coughs> Did you come to praise Him? Did you come to adore Him? Did you come to honor Him today? Since you got here, have you felt His presence? Since you got here, has anything changed in why you're here? Since you got here, somebody made you mad? Has somebody angered you? Did you see somebody and got mad at them? I mean, think it's endless, the questions. A lot of things can prevent us from having church. We need to come to have church. We need to come and give honor and give glory to the King of Kings. Amen. To the Savior of the world. Amen. The one who has saved us to the uttermost. The one who has shed His blood and cleansed us of our unrighteousness. The one who we can call upon and confess to and stay clean. We need to be here for that purpose. And that purpose alone. I hope you're here to hear from Him and to feel His presence in your life. God help us to do that. John chapter 16, verses 5 through 15. But now I go my way to Him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? 
But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when the Spirit, when He, the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. And He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for He shall receive of mine, and He shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Father God, thank you for, the, for your word. Thank you for the explanation that Jesus has just given us why he had to leave and what his goals are for us. Help us to see it in your word. More importantly, Lord, help us to make sure we are ready for that day when the fulfillment of all of this comes to the head and we're founded with Him. We need to be ready and know we are ready. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, we can't express enough about how great Jesus Christ is. Amen. Jesus did for us what no one else could do. He left His throne in glory. He, he left heaven. Can you imagine? We're trying our best to get there. He left there to come here to make a way for us to go there. Amen. He came. Wasn't pretty. We have these great ideas of the Christmas story and all of that stuff, and it's beautiful when you think about it. But we don't see the filth and the stench and all that that came with it. We don't see the, the poverty that he lived in and he was born in. We see him as a Messiah when he was introduced by John the Baptist. We hear and we see the beautiful baptism and how the Father acknowledged him and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove and lit on him and the Father spoke from heaven acknowledging that he is my son and whom I am well pleased. We see that story and we see him doing the miracles and introducing himself and we see him trying to describe and explain to people who he is and what he came for and yet he faces a generation who will not hear him. They were meant not to hear him. Only some would hear him. He knew that when he left glory. He came not for the purpose of revealing necessarily who he was. He came for another purpose. 
He came to make it where me and you can go to Him. Amen. He came for that purpose, to make a way for us. That way was going to lead Him through much sorrow, through much persecution. It was going to lead Him to a cross. It was going to lead Him to the people that He came to save, picking up stones, wanting to kill Him. He did countless miracles. He never got any glory for any of it. He just got talked about. He knows what it is about gossip. He knows what it is to have people lie and tell things that they don't understand and they don't know. He knew what he was going through, but nobody else did. He tried to tell it, but nobody would hear. Nobody could understand. When he died on the cross, they thought, we did it. We got rid of him, but no. He came here to do that. But see, he rose from the dead. The resurrection happened. But see, that wasn't the end of it. He says here, he gives us what had to happen for us to be able to go to him. He said, I must go away. I got to leave here. And if I don't leave here, what you need cannot come here. Amen. I want the, the title of this message this morning is a means to an end. So we know how great Jesus is. And Jesus said in verse 7, look what he says, it is expedient that I go away. Well, I got to looking at the definition of that word. Lots of definitions of the word expedient. And I saw one that just went, there it is. That's why they use this word. And it actually does mean a means to an end. When he said that it was expedient that he goes away, he said to us, it is the means to the end. I have to go away so what I want to happen can happen for you. What you want to happen can happen for you. I must go away in order for that to happen. It's expedient. It's a means to an end. All the things that Jesus did, all the things that he did, we have been taught of him. And, and, and it was all done for one purpose. One purpose. Amen? Not to make it easy on us here. It's a lie when you and a misconception that when I get saved, everything's going to be all right here. No, it's not. When you get saved, it's going to get more difficult here. Because now when you're saved, you're held to a standard. The standard is the Word of God. The standard is the, the commandments of God. And the standard we're held to and we're, we're, we're put up against Jesus Christ Himself. That is our standard. He is our standard. And when we get to the point where we're as good as He was, we got it made here, but we're never going to get there. Right. Amen. Amen? And so our standard is Him. So He didn't come here to make it easy on us. He told us it was going to be difficult. He said, they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. They talked about me, they're going to talk about you. It was hard on me, it's going to be hard on you too. Amen. He didn't lie about that. He told us that. And it was not to make it easy on us here, but it was to get us where He wants us to be. Praise God. He's got a place. He wants us to be. And he had to do what he did for us to be able to get there. The way or the means to an end is what Jesus came here to achieve. Did he do it? 
Hallelujah. He did. He made it possible. He made it possible for us to go to Him. Amen. Praise God. Look at just turn back a page, if you will. John chapter 14. And we're going to be, I'm going to read a few verses here. Y'all listen to what it says. Verse 2, I'm going to start reading in John 14, verse 2. And it says, and it's very familiar, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Y'all see it? That's where he's at right now. That's what he's doing right now. He's preparing a place for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Hallelujah. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And then Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we not, know not whether you go, and, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said those immortal words, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And no man can get there except by me. Wow. If, if, we had, if, if you had known me, you would have known him Excuse me. You would have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and you have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long a time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am the Father? See that word? Believest? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father which dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And here it is again. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. For else believe me, or else believe me for the work's sake. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, he also will do. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you ask me in my name, that will I do, and the Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Last Wednesday night, I asked a question to the congregation that was here. What is the first step of our salvation? And a lot of people say, well, repent, my blah, believe. The first step is believing. Amen? None of the rest of it means anything if you don't believe Jesus is who He is. Amen. Amen? We must believe in Jesus. And I told them, I said, go back and over, the, over John and just underline how many times that word is used. And I did that for you this week. I looked in the, in, in the word believe, believeth, believest, believeth, and believing is all through the scripture. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. 
But I was surprised at something I found. In the Gospels, these words are only used 11 times in the book of Matthew. Mark, they're used 17 times. Luke, they're used 11 times. Now, Matthew, Mark, and Luke was written early. They were written not long after Christ ascended. Not just a few years. John, on the other hand, waited till he was an elderly man to write the gospel. John had learned something that we all need to know. It's imperative and important that we not only believe in the beginning, but we continue to believe in Him. We must continue to walk in Him. Walk in the Spirit. Be continuously led by the Spirit. Why? Because we believe in Jesus. We believe Jesus. So in John, it was written 98 times, these words. He wrote it 10 more times in his letter in 1 John. So we have a total of 108 times John used these words to show us the first step that we need to do is believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that everything written about him is true. That he did everything that the Bible tells us he did. And that he's going to do everything he told us he's going to do. Believest thou this? Do you believe that today? Okay. That's great. Now look at the scriptures that in John. I, I got all these out of John. And I didn't get them out of the rest of them. John 3.16. Look at what it means to believe. Whosoever believeth in him should have eternal life. Amen? 3.18 He that believeth on him is not condemned. 3.47 He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. 7 and 38 He that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 11.25 He that believeth in me shall never die. Amen? And John surmised it all up. These, all these things I just read to you were quotes from Jesus Christ. You believe him? Believest thou this? Do you believe this? You better. It's imperative. Because believing is the way you start and you have the means to an end that you'll achieve. And it starts by believing in him. John wrote in 20, chapter 20, verse 31. He wrote this, John himself, not a real letter. But these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Y'all, we don't just get to believe once. We got to keep on believing. When times get tough, believe more. Believe in Trust you. Amen. And so, let's go back to John chapter uh, 16. And, 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 and look what else he, he says here. So, to be with Jesus where he is, we must believe. Amen. We must believe. And not only did Jesus live a sinless life, he suffered and died for our sins, he resurrected from death, but he must also ascend he must go away. It is expedient. It is his means to an end. Why? Because that's what he said. And he said it, uh, gave us a reason why. 
What did he say? If I do not go away, there's something that won't happen. What is it? If I don't go away, the comforter will not come. So it is expedient for the for me to get you where I want you. I have got to go away because when I go away, he's got to come. And you can't get there without him. Oh my. Yeah, I've been told a lot, you know, for a Baptist preacher, you sure speak a lot about the Holy Ghost. You better know I speak a lot about the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus Christ just said right here, if you want this means to an end, if you want to go where I am, if you want to go to that place I'm prepared for you, then I got to go away so he can come and he's going to dwell in you and he's going to make it where you can get there. Without him, you can't do it. God help us to understand this. God help us to believe the words of Jesus Christ. This ain't something that they're writing in black. This is all in red. He's telling us, you got to have him or you can't get there. Wow. I don't understand what's so difficult why people don't want to hear this. We got to do it. We got to do what exactly what he says. And he tells us, if I don't go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Why is that important? Because there was a promise made by the Father in the Old Testament. There was a promise made by the Father in the Old Testament. Jesus was here to fulfill prophecy made in the Old Testament. He was here to fulfill promises made by the Father in the Old Testament. And one of the promises that, 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 that God had made was in the last day, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. When Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost was poured out, he didn't go and say, this is what they just said in the Old Testament about they'll speak with unknown tongues. He didn't say that. He said, this is from the prophet Joel that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This is what you're seeing right now. This is what's important. This is the promise of God that's going to help you get to where He is. Amen. And you can't get there without that help. Wow. Wow. Verses 13. We're going to skip a few. Howbeit, now, now he don't call him the comforter now. He says, howbeit when he, the spirit of truth has come. Now he gone from the comforter to the spirit of truth. Did you know you can't be comforted, comforted with a lie? Yeah. Did you know the world is full of lies? Did you know a lot of people pick and choose lies because they'd rather hear the lies than the truth? You know why? Because it gives them legitimacy in their lifestyle. The truth gives us legitimacy and truth. And it gives you the lifestyle that the Lord God Himself has chosen for you to live so you can get where He is. The lifestyle that the world's teaching us and preaching us to us today and telling us in the laws they've got to protect all these things, these vile, filthy, ugly things that they've made good evil and evil good and they've made darkness light and light darkness and they've made that which is sweet bitter and that which is bittersweet. You see it all over the world today. You see laws to protect that stuff today. But the Lord says you need to know the truth. <coughs> And it's not that. It's not the lies. When it's an abomination to God, it's an abomination all the time. It don't stop. 
For he says when that spirit of truth comes, he will do what for us? He will guide us. Listen, all through the lies. Every bit of it. Here's the spirit is. That ain't right. When we hear that, it sounds good. That ain't right. Oh, it sounds good. God does love everybody. But he, and so he, he ain't going to do it. That ain't right. He, he looks over that stuff. No, he don't. Well, he knows me. Yeah, he does. <laughs> she sung that song about a while ago. You got it locked up in here, but he got it. He don't need a combination. He sees in there. Amen. It's the spirit of truth. Bible says you will know the truth and that will set you free. Lies won't do it. Lies hold you captive. Lies, lies keep you from going to the end. Lies. Untruth. And he said, well, I'm going to give you the comforter. i got to go away so he can come. It's imperative that he comes. He is my means to the end. I'm going to go prepare a place for you and he's going to help you get to where I am. Hallelujah. Ain't that something? And, he, and so he says, he says, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. You know what the Holy Spirit does in you? It tells you what Christ says. It tells you what Christ wants you to know. He don't, tell, he don't, give, he don't care what kind of laws the government makes. He don't care what liars say. He's going to tell you what Jesus is saying. He's going to show you what, if you'll let him. But first, You've got to believe this stuff. You've got to believe it. If you don't believe it, it don't mean anything. And I, I see people all roll around. I've heard this old stuff. I'm telling you. I've just heard this old stuff. I'm tired of hearing this stuff. You ever had anybody tell you don't tell me that no more? If you hadn't, you ain't telling it enough. Because some people don't want to hear this stuff. They don't want to hear the truth. They would rather hear the lie and be comfortable in the lie. That's not going to work that way. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you. Look at this. He will show you things to come. I got to go speak to the Gideons this morning. 6.30 this morning. This is my second sermon today. He's showing us things that are coming right now. We see things that the Word has declared that are here as we speak. They're already here in our nation. The very things He said would happen have taken place. The very woes that destroyed Israel are here now. The very idols that they worship, they got a different name, but they're here now. Baal is here. What's Baal? He's that... God that gave them prosperity. It's all about the dollar. It's all about possessions. It's all about land. It's all about fun. It's all about all this. It's all, I got the big boat. I got the big house. I got the big truck. I got the big car. We got it going on. Well, that's fine. If you like that guy on that commercial that was bragging on all that stuff and he stopped and he looked at him and he said, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. That's not what God wants for us. God don't want us to be held hostage to bills, to possessions. We, he wants us to put Him first, and that stuff comes later. Amen. 
Matter of fact, if you would focus on him enough, that stuff quits meaning anything. Amen. We were talking, you know, some of you young people don't understand this. When you get older and bald-headed, and some of them been here older than me, we were talking about that this morning. All the stuff we've accumulated, we're going to leave the kids. You know what the kids going to do with most of that stuff? They're get rid of it. They don't want their old stuff. That's their old stuff. We want new stuff. Quit doing that. Quit worrying about that. We need to focus on Jesus Christ. The other one that's here, Ashroth. She's a, well, actually, she's a he or a he or a she. Oh, that sounds familiar, don't it? Sometimes he's a she or he's a he. Sometimes he's a, it's confusing. Ashroth was, was an idol that caused confusion because men couldn't make up their mind they want to be women or men, and women couldn't make up their mind they want to. It's all in the scripture. Amen. When the book of the law was found in the day of Josiah, the king of, his, of, of, of Judah, he put, brought it to him and he looked at it and he hit the floor. He went to cry and he went to repent because he knew his nation was in trouble. Him being the king, you know what he did? He organized a group of men. He went into that temple and he kicked all these fake gods out. They had idols in the temple of God. He ground them up into fine dust. And he carried them to Bethel, the epicenter of the godless people who worshipped in idolatry that was put there by Jeroboam in the time when Israel separated people from going to Jerusalem to the temple. He took all of that powder that he ground all that stuff and took it to Bethel where it came from. Amen. And he didn't stop there. You know what his next step was? The Sodomites lived adjacent to the walls of the temple. 2 Kings chapter 22, read it for yourself. 22 and 23, read it. And you know what he did? He got rid of them. Because there was no place for sodomy in the temple of God. There was no place for male prostitutes, female prostitutes, fornication. There was no place for that in the house of God. So when he saw it in the scripture, he saw truth. He said, I got to get rid of this junk and we're going to get back. And God gave that country a reprieve very shortly. And he did it because there was a king. Boy, wouldn't it be wonderful? And you know what that king did? He took that word and he took it into an assembly and he read it to them. What would we do if our president called for a press meeting and walked in there with his Bible and began to read the word of God and said, from now on, that's what this country's going to look like. Well, wouldn't that be great? Amen. Let me ask you a question. Is that what you're praying for? We better. We better. And so he says, he will teach you. He will show you things to come. He will glorify me. He will receive a mind. And he will show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine. And he shall show it unto you the spirit of truth the spirit of truth we need the spirit of truth without the spirit you can't go where Jesus is plain and simple plain and simple I'm going to read you this scripture and I'm going to close Ephesians chapter 1 <clears throat> verse 
verses 13 and 14. Now, Jesus is saying, uh, Paul is saying this, but he's speaking of Jesus. And he said, Jesus Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after that you believed, now listen to this, you were sealed. You're sealed. The Holy Spirit seals you. He don't stop there. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest. You know what that is? That's the payment that you have been given to hold you for something. You ever paid earnest on a house? You want them to hold that house for you? Until you can make arrangements to buy the house and you, you come back and that earnest money counted toward the house? Amen. God's earnest don't work like man's earnest. See, in man's earnest, if you don't get the house, then you don't you lose the earnest money. God don't lose his earnest. Why? Because there's a seal on it. And nobody can open that seal but him. Hallelujah. That's our God. That's how much he loves us. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, we are sealed in Him. And we are sealed under the promise, which is the earnest. We are bound to Him by the earnest. We are pledged to Him by the earnest. We are reserved for Him by the earnest of the Spirit that dwells in us. Praise God. Amen. Till when? Oh, I love this part. Till when? Till we go home. Till He comes and gets us. Hallelujah. Listen to what he says. <laughs> he said, he, he said, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. We better be filled with the Spirit. We better live in the Spirit. We better believe in the Spirit. We better believe everything Jesus said because in order for the Spirit to show us what He says, we need to know these things. Amen. Now here's the question. I'm going to close right here. Are you ready for the day? Are you part of the purchased possession? <coughs> Have you been bought by the blood of the Lamb? Have you been sealed by the Holy Spirit of God? Has the earnest been paid for you? The Bible tells us very plainly, we are not our own, we are bought with a price. We are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And for us to claim, I don't need the Holy Spirit to go there, is a, when we spit in His face. Because it's contrary to what the Word of God teaches us. Are you ready for that? Are you filled with the Spirit? Do you have salvation? Have you believed unto salvation? If not, you can come today and be filled. Amen. You can come today and just get fuller if you want to. You know, the good thing about the Holy Spirit, there ain't no end to what He is and who He is. You can have all of Him you can stand. Can you have too much? You know, let me tell you what happens when you get too much. I, I know i got to quit. There's a man named Enoch. The Bible said he walked with God and he was no more. You know why? He, he couldn't get enough of God. So he wanted more of God, more. And so God said, 
Son, you want too much of me, I'm just going to take you with me. And he said, he was noble, but God took him. Amen. That's what it would happen if we just stayed fuller and fuller and got more and more. We would see Jesus like we've never seen him before. We would understand him like we have never, never understood him before. And we would also love the lost like he does. And we would not be afraid to declare unto them, you're wrong. This is what you need. This is who you need. It's time for the church to quit shaking in the corner, staying in the shadows, and come out and be the life of God. Amen. 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 You know, somebody told me one time, not too long ago, you're going to keep on. They're going to put you in jail for some of the things you say. <laughs> Let's go. I'm retired. Nita can make it. Ken, y'all take care of Nita, won't you? <laughs> if I can get locked up for preaching the truth of God's Word, <laughs> then that's fine. Because the truth don't stop. No matter how much it's tried to be changed, no matter how many times it's lied about, truth remains the same. Constant, consistent, and it continues to be a means to an end. It's a means to get you where he is. Amen. That promise in John 14, I go away to prepare a place for you. There where I am. There you can be also. And I'm going to come back and get you. And I'm going to take you there. You know who you're going to come back and get? Spirit filled. People are waiting for it. I hope you're one of them today. If you're not, come down to these altars today and make sure you are. Because it is expedient that you do that. Without that, you're not going to make it. Would you stand? Start telling him how great he is and how much you love him.
he dwells in the midst of that. And he reveals himself to those people who do those very things. There's several down here now. There needs to be several more. We all need more, more, more of Jesus. We need more of the Spirit. We need to stay filled with the Spirit. The Spirit of truth. You want to know more about Jesus? Get more of the Spirit. He'll show you more. He'll reveal more of Himself. The most important thing is when our Lord Jesus splits that eastern sky. There's going to be a shout of the archangel. There's going to be a trumpeted sound. That Spirit is going to quicken your mortal body. And you're going to be faster than a speeding bullet. You're going to be faster than a bump of lightning. That spirit is going to jar you and take you to him. The means to an end. That's the means. And that's the end. To get to him. He made the way. The spirit has came in his name. It stays in His name. It's all about Him. Are you ready? Do you have what you need?
y'all please please remember tonight uh, don't forget the vacation Bible school meeting at four o'clock anybody want to help just be here we'll put you to work we got plenty to do we got they got the stuff from Queen City's VBS the whole fellowship hall's full of it now we got to get it hung on the walls and get it all set up I don't know when we're gonna start doing that and, and if you've already made items bring them with you uh, and uh, and help us get this VBS going to start praying for the workers but more importantly, start praying for children to be here. We want children here. We need all you can get if you don't. You go, don't kidnap them. That's against the law. <laughs> Tell the parents before you kidnap them and then bring them, okay? And, and we want to teach them about Jesus. It's going to be a good study. And uh, also tonight, we're going to start our study in Revelation. I hope you're ready for this. Uh, if you want to be different, to say the least. God bless you. I hope you're able to be here tonight. And uh, any any comments? Okay. Brother Sam, would you dismiss us, please? Lord, thank you for here preaching of your word. Lord, your word's gone forth this day. We pray that each one of us has been able to have the ears to hear and the heart to be able to receive your word. And we know that your word tells us that. And we may have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, Lord, we do pray that everyone in this building is being saved and born again. Put it on the Spirit. If not, Lord, as you touch their hearts and deal with them, and you realize their lost condition, and you realize that in the name of the heaven, give them to the must be saved. And not through the name of Jesus. Lord, you've heard the prayer request this morning. You've heard different ones mentioned, you know what each and every one of their needs are, you know one of the whole prayer lists, Lord, for those traveling to health issues, you know each and every need, we just ask you to be merciful, be with us in those separate ways, forgive us a clue we tell you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.